Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, bucker. Five. Wait, why would you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. No, the guy, the guy was cool, but he didn't bring in some fucking thing that were like any of the liquids that we needed were glasses. He'll probably bring a bucket of ice and just the sparkling water and then just be, look at us like, do you need the glasses and lemon? Are you a famous model? Yeah, exactly. So hey, it's Dan Fogler, uh, this is the 4D experience. I got Jeff Garland on again. Amazing, yes. uh, fun times. We're at the Chateau. Mormond, uh, we're <laughs> and fuck you. It's called the Mormond. Yeah, no, Mormont. Isn't it Marmont? Oh, it's the Chateau Marmont. Yeah. I've been saying Mormont. Well, they, one weekend a year they only have Mormons stay here. That's what. And they rename it the Mormont. But other than wow, that, I'm an asshole. <laughs> so we're having spaghetti bolognese. Um, I took Jeff up to go see Bungalow Three. That's where. Belushi kicked it. I've actually partied in there. No. And it, it was really cool. It was, I felt like a guardian angel presence from him. Um, and we're eating, so sorry, but uh, it's too delicious. The bolognese is too good. We're just going to talk and eat. So how the fuck are you, man? Me? I'm exhausted from our very busy week on the Goldbergs. Yeah, we had a fucking ri- ridiculous week. We shot... We squeeze two episodes, but every time we come into town, it's just like... Yeah, we squeeze two episodes in one week. Yeah. But you were here last week at all. You got here Monday, right? Right. Because you had just landed at like one in the morning or something. From Dublin. From Dublin, yeah. So, literally, I mean, I think we shot a day or two last week of it, but generally we shot two episodes this week. Pretty we, exhausted. We got, <laughs> we got shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. Calamari. It's called calamari. Come on, stop it. <laughs> I swear to God, it is. It's not calamari? It's not calamari. It's calamari. It's although, calamari? In Cal- although in California, yeah. it's calamari. It's calamari? Yeah. No, cal- it's calamari. Well, what were I saying? Calamari. calamari. I wasn't calamari. saying calamari. You said cal. I heard calamari. It's cal, but you said cal. Do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. But I know a lot of people in the East say aunt. I say aunt. And a lot of black people say aunt. Funky. A lot of friends of mine, they refer to their aunts, my aunt. Funny, man. I, I grew up with that, the aunt thing. You did too. And you grew up in Brooklyn? Yeah, it was imposed on me. It was and I aunt. Knew, and I was just like, wait a minute, other people are saying aunt. And how come we're not saying aunt? Because aunt sounds crazy to me. Aunt, 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 the first time I heard it, I just thought it was a black thing. Funny. No, but it's it was, all like the black dudes I know from the north, from New York. Fuck. Say aunt. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's a very Jewish, nebbish thing. I'm telling you, I heard black dudes. Funny, man. Yeah. What are you what we're watching? We have on the background, we have the classic taxi driver. Taxi driver, yeah. Um, young Albert Bush. So you got, you know Albert? He's an acquaintance, yes. And He's one of my heroes. Do you have any fun stories about him? My fun stories. Uh, 
I mean, the last time I saw him was really fun. Yeah. We go to the same pharmacist, and while we were waiting for our drugs, if not our drugs, but you know our prescriptions. Yeah. There's a bench out in front. And we sat there for about a half hour, and he made me laugh so hard I didn't know what to do and overwhelmed me. What did um? What did he say? Well, was not what he said. It's, he talked about all sorts of things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So good. What's your favorite Albert Brooks bit? Bit? Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very connected to Albert Brooks. Well, I have both his albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Star Is Bought, and um, um, can't, can we, wait, what was the other one? A Star Is Bought, and um, I don't know. Never even the other one's it. my favorite, and I'd say National Anthem. National Anthem. I haven't listened to any of his albums. Are you kidding me? No. Next time we're in town, I will. Comedy Minus One. That's the other one. Okay. Next time uh, you come to town, I got them both. You'll just, we'll just sit and listen to them. Sweet. Because they hold up. He's From so like funny. like 70 something, right? 70s, yeah, both 70s. I haven't, yeah. list, I haven't heard any of the. Was would, part, we should listen to the Carlin albums and the Mel Brooks albums. I have albums. all of them. I have I all of them. You, man. I got all my vinyl. Oh, but here's the thing. Yeah. You have to understand. And it's up, oh, Steve Martin. We got the. You know what? I'll keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. We have the. Um, we have this uh, waiter. Oh. Yo, hey, man. Yeah. Good. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Nice. I appreciate it. More lemon? Yeah. More lemon than that? Yeah, that's not straight. Okay. That's but great. we do need glasses. Uh, what? what kind of glasses? Uh, wine glasses? Just regular glasses, right? Glasses, glasses. I'll get you some now. Okay. Oh, man. Do we have glasses here? We you have glasses? Yeah, yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely have glasses. Yes, I'll, I'll grab the glasses. But if you're stuck, uh, give us a shot. No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm now alone in the room while he's going to look for glasses. Um, yeah, it's tasty food. Jesus. I've never stayed here at the chateau. Never? My mom. You never even party here? I don't party, man. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. being high with you tonight? Yeah. Do you consider that you and I partying? By the way, um. You can't be the one of them. Here, I'll just take this one. Yeah, go for it. Um, we uh, we we smoked some. Uh, a, we usually smoke Blue Dream on this show a lot. Always Blue Dream. Today we're sponsored by. It's really quite excellent. It's called Alaskan Alaskan Thunderfuck. Alaskan Thunderfuck. That's what we're smoking, ladies and gentlemen. Or smoke. Smoked. I'm done. You're done. No, no. He had two little hits. No, I had four hits. He had four hits. Yeah, it's funny. For a sh- sativa. We were, I'm, not a, I'm more of an indica guy. We're smoking. Really? I'm turning off my brain. Really? Uh-huh. We smoked out of an apple, and and then I I, tur- I turned my head for two seconds, and you, you shot it out of the, the yeah. bowl, and you burned your pants. Because I caught it. Because I caught it. Because I caught it. Because I caught it. Because yeah, it's so good this food. Oh yeah, wait till you have the bolognese. So we've been talking about the bolognese. Yeah, do they have forks for us? Yeah, right here, man. <laughs> yeah, they have the forks here. Okay, very good. By the way, I want to say on your show, I'm sure they've already heard at this point. I went to the premiere uh, the other night. Hey, eleven eleven. It's eleven eleven, which has no meaning except for being cool, to my knowledge. No, it's like a, it's like a, a, a witch's thing. Well, I'm just saying that it's it's a it's a connection to oneness. 
You know, so if everyone's looking at eleven eleven, if you find yourself looking at eleven, that, are you making this up? No, yo? dude, fucking Google this. <laughs> it's a psychic thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's getting us all linked. All right, man. You ever wish? I'm linked with you because when I hang with you or work with you, yeah, I always feel linked. Yeah, we have yeah. a link. You and I have a fucking big ass link. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you can look into somebody's eyes, mm-hmm. and there isn't. Uh, like an awkward kind of something between yeah. them. You yeah, know, sometimes we're on the same group. That's yeah, all. Exactly. But you can just look in someone's eyes on and off camera. It's, it's the same thing. Boy, this is good. Yeah. Um, wait, I, wait, what were you saying? You were saying something before. Oh, I wanted to say on your show. Yeah. I don't know what the delay is in when people listen to this. It'll but probably I, be another week before. Okay, but well, then, you know, it'll be too late, but they'll know. I went uh, a couple nights ago to the premiere of It. Yeah. And I loved it. Did And I'm not like, although I have to say, The Exorcist was one of my favorite all-time movies, but I'm not big on any particular genre. It's not like I love horror genre or I hate the horror genre, but I love anything that's a good movie that really inspires me or feels good, feels, can be entertaining, it can be deep, whatever. I loved it. It just, I just loved it. I was caught up in the whole thing. I didn't feel there were any false moments. Yeah. It hit me, man. It did, didn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, I didn't see it. Um, I read it, and I was up for the part. You were up for a part? I was up for the part of the fucking clown. Oh, you would have been great as the clown. And, uh, and did you, you met with that director? No, I, I made an audition tape. They asked me to make a tape. Oh, uh, you would have been great. I sent it in. They were like, the okay. The guy they hired, by the way, is like six... Five, right, six, right. Six. Yeah. So clearly they were going for a different type. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. That's that's no, always no, like, no. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I couldn't. I, you know what happened? I they they wanted me to do it. I get to start. Go for it. I couldn't do it because uh, it had to be in. F- it had to be in what they call first position. Right. You know, because the because of the fantastic piece. Yeah. So I had to, so I had to turn it down. But can you imagine if if I was the fucking clown on that? By the way, yes, I can. It's a different performance, but it's still you're perfect. Like I would have been terrible as the clown. You might have been amazing as the clown. Nah, I wouldn't have been. There has to be a certain energy that you have that this dude has. That is I'm it a Tim at. Curry kind of energy? No, it's 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 bigger than that. It's more like you, like the dude who did it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The energy is very similar. In terms of, there's a big energy to the to the part. Yeah, he's very the, theatrical. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Okay, he just took a bite of the bolognese. Ridiculous. Yeah, explain. Tell me how you feel. It's a lamb and veal ragu base. First off, I'm primarily a vegetarian. I am, but this is a big bowl of what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Eat a big bowl of fuck, as as they would say. My granddaughter would love this. And no, I do not have a granddaughter. Do you want to hear... Do you want to hear... What? A dream I had about yeah. Belushi. Oh, shut up. Like, yeah, tell me, man. Belushi came to me. Okay. Okay. And um, So, in a dream. And there's a script going around. So I'm going to do the Sam Kinison thing, right? Who <laughs> are? Yeah, I am. Who's do, currently directing it? Um, we're looking for a director. We just actually met with Kevin... <laughs> Uh, Kevin Smith and uh, I want Aronofsky to do it but we're looking around seriously? yeah so we, we haven't talked to him I want Ar- someone like Aronofsky but we started I just started and I, I worked never... with Kinnison 
Really? Yeah. Wow. You have when to... I was a young comedian. Well, this is what's going to be part of the movie. Well, you have to understand These something. stories, people's, you like, who's fucking Kinnison? And then someone tells a All right, real I'll, story. I'll be happy to tell How they were influenced, everybody. All right, so, Dick, well, first I want to tell you, the difference between you and I is I lived through, like, I watched the first episode of Saturday Night Live hosted by George Carlin. Right, wow. I watched the Wolverine sketch the first time it was on TV. Wolverine. And so I've been, and I also went to join Second City. This is after John died. But um, I, um, John, Mr. Belushi, John Belushi. But anyhow, the important thing is, it was a direct hit to me, him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw him. Oh. I went to all his movies. Like, it was, I lived through it. Look at, look at my face. What's that? Look at my face. Yeah. I mean, I, I no, am no, Belushi. Way, I know. By the you way, know what I mean? Like, my I, big man, I have the same my big, my big man same trip as you. Is not, but yeah, but as much as I love John Belushi, my big man comparison, who I'm more like, is Gleason. Right. I've I'm more Jeff Gleason. You're way more Belushi. I can tell you that. On uh, stage, I would get the Gleason thing. I would get the Zero Mostel thing. You know? You got the Zero thing, but Zero was bigger than Gleason in a different way. All right, so here's the thing. So you have I'm Kinnison 20 story. years old. Tell your Kinnison story, then I want to tell this crazy Belushi dream. All right, so I'm 20 years old, uh-huh. and I just started in comedy. Been yeah. doing comedy at the time, like maybe six months. And I go to the club, and they go, I missed the first night, like when the out-of-town acts came. And they go, you got to see this guy. And when he went up on stage, first off, he's not famous. No one knows who he is. Right. He was there with his girlfriend, and I and I have a sidebar to that. So when he went on stage, it was one thing or another. It was either he destroyed bigger than you ever saw another comic destroy, right. or he, it was like someone pulled a fire alarm, right. and people ran out. And I'm not exaggerating. A room would become amazing, four-fifths empty, and he'd scream, leave, I don't care. Like, I remember it so clearly now. Every night, he took me out with him. Every night. I went back to his hotel with him, his girlfriend. Nope, he offered me Coke every night, and I never took any. That wasn't my M.O. Wow. But I went out with him every night. He talked to me about comedy. We went to strip club. We went everywhere. Yeah. I hung out with him every night. I went out to eat with him every night. Hung out with him every night for two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to pick your brain about all this, man. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So was he always on? <clears throat> no, he was chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever seen... Hanging out with him? It was totally normal. Have you ever seen my uh, audition tape? The screen test I did? You sent it to me. I did. After we first met. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I watch it now and I'm just like, it's not right. It's not uh-huh. close. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm well, by the way, too I'm angry. Not- I'm not one of those angry people. I mean, with those cocky people are like, I knew Sam Kennison, and I gotta tell you, there's some adjustments you can make. Fuck that. I spent two weeks with him. I know yeah, his, I, That's more than I did. I know. But I know more as much about his character. Now it's just pretty much in my brain, my memory. Right. I don't know anything about performing him. Yeah, but it's the little things I want to Well, I, I think, but I can tell you that hanging out with him, yeah. from my perspective, he never did his... <laughs> You know any of his stuff? He was completely normal. Yeah, he was hanging chill. out with him. He just—he was. This is fucking great. This ball and ass. I bet. 
Um, That's my favorite bolognese. But anyhow, he um, he was totally. I'm not gonna say he was normal, but he was not like a character or caricature, you know. Yeah. And also remember, I'm hanging out with him. He's not famous. Right. He's just a dude who's really cool to me. And I'm 20 years old. He must have been at the time close to 30. Right. Or so. So he didn't make it until it was like mid to late 30s. Right. Right. So he he was really nice to me. You know what he also did for me? He set me up at the comedy store out here. Wow. This was South Florida where I met him. Yeah. And I came out here. And I walked into the original room, which at this point in my life and in my career is one of my favorite rooms to play. And has a there's a feeling in there that feels like 1980s comedy, which is when I first walked wow. in that room. It feels the same. But it's kind of felt like spooky, like haunted. And I always say that as a joke. But it had this vibe. And then I thought, no, I need to develop more before I come out to L.A. And so I, no, you're going to have it. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so I didn't do anything with the recommendation he gave me. No. <clears throat> they were nice to me because of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were really nice to me at the comedy store. Yeah. Because I came on re- Sam's recommendation. But remember, Sam's still alive, and Sam is not famous. Right. He's really well known at the comedy store. Right. Amongst comics and the people who run it, you know, so it's a big deal. So when you saw him get his meteoric rise, right? What was that? Which was it wasn't meteoric. Well, it was, it was different. It was overnight, pretty much. Like it wouldn't. No, it, well, his Dangerfield's HBO special from Dan- then on. No, no, Dangerfield's HBO special and the Tonight Show. Right, and then Letterman too. Like yeah. all of it. Then, then, then he just was a guy five where, years after that. Where he well, when you do that stuff now you can become not as much a star overnight then. That had sort of stopped because there was cable TV and there were more choices. Right. But you be, you became famous overnight. There's a difference. Right. Like it used to be back in the beginning days of The Tonight Show, so many people watched it, that you'd become a star overnight. Roseanne Barr became a star overnight right. because Sam was a number of years after that and you... Huh. It could become famous, but not a star. Now, you don't have a prayer. Who's your favorite stand-up comic nowadays? Nowadays? I don't know. I, Louis C.K., I gotta say. I love Louis. Um, um, who else is out there? Oh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah's great. Tig Notaro. Who? Tig Notaro is her name. She's really funny. She actually, her and Louis uh, are not on the best of terms. Um, okay. Um, who else? Um... Well, I love Zach Galifianakis. I've never seen him live. I've only seen like little clips of him being crazy. Oh, you know who's great? It's John Mulaney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. UCB, man. I love John Mulaney. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so let me tell you this Belushi story. It says we were at the Chateau Marmont, and this is where his spirit is. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, so I had this dream... Because I was really thinking about this Belushi movie that's out there uh-huh. that um, the Farrelly brothers are are tasked to right now. Um, that I I don't I don't care who directs it. I just want to fucking be Belushi. Uh, uh-huh. And 
to how crazy it would be if I did Keniston and Belushi, man. I don't know if you want to do that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know you don't. I would love to just prove everybody wrong and just like fuck. At this point in your career, yeah, I don't see what good it does doing either. Really? Yeah, because you're a comedic force of your own. And yeah, you're sort of playing these no, comedic but with forces. something like that, you can say, oh, this is someone who's also a chameleon. No, no, no. No, I don't think so. I think that yeah. it's, it's, um, it would depend on who the filmmaker is and how good the script is, whether or not, if I was in your shoes, that I would ever do Belushi and or Kenison. Really? Yeah. I think you're a great choice for either one, but that has nothing to do with it. I, uh... Somebody should play you. Well, that's very interesting and darling. My God, Jesus. I don't think I'm at that point. Hold on. No, you're not at that point in terms of your career, you know, but you're really special. That's my opinion. You're really special. I don't ever think about myself. And the truth is, I'm very confident in my skill level. Yeah. But I'm a humble dude, man. I got no ego about it. You could tell me so and so is better than me. I'll enjoy. <laughs> I don't care. Let me tell you this Belushi dream. Alright. Okay, so I was thinking about Belushi a lot. And I was <laughs> I was uh, I associate him with this phrase, uh, eat a bowl of fuck. Mm-hmm. Right, that that was a that was a uh, uh, what's his name? Guy that invented the the Harolds or whatever. Oh, Del Close. Del Close. Mm-hmm. Right. Who I knew also. You knew Del. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Del was very nice to me. Well, eat a bowl of fuck, right? So just mm-hmm. that that just just sums up Belushi for me because he's constantly just like fucking eating a bowl of fuck every right. like smashing himself. You know, I love that, and, and so I, I had this crazy dream where I was in this marathon, and the person who won the marathon. <laughs> got to play Belushi, so you, so you had all of, you know it's like the little it's the little chocolate donuts thing where you have all these fat dudes mm-hmm. running, sweating their balls off through New York, trying to fucking get through this marathon. And the anyway, the end of the dream is you had to eat this enormous bowl of this bolognese, and I was just like, I'm gonna win because I love it so much, mm-hmm. right? So I start eating just this enormous bowl of the spaghetti. Ah, ah, I see dudes like, this is this crazy dream I had. And, and I see dudes like falling away. Ah, they can't possibly eat it. I'm like, more, more bolognese, right? I mean, you're not even listening. I'm listening. I'm, I'm just eating fucking tons of bolognese. I was about to tell you something complimentary. Keep going, though. Okay, so and then I'm almost finished. I'm almost like finished. I'm almost going to win. I'm almost about to win. And then, and then Belushi takes the last... Belushi is suddenly next to me uh-huh. and he puts his hand in the bowl and he takes it he puts it on my face and then your face or his my face, face uh-huh. right and then I think he also puts it on his face he just smushes it all over everything uh-huh. right and then he just looks at me and he just points at me and he starts laughing 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 at me and I start and I look at him and I just start laughing at him and the two of us are just giggling there on the floor, coming in, and we're not even at the marathon yet, right? And and and, and he and then he looks at me and he goes, "That's what it's about." Oh, really? Yeah. He says, "Fuck winning. We're here pissing our fucking pants. This is hysterical right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about that. 
and uh, I woke up from that dream. I was like weeping. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy dream. It's actually unusual because it's interesting. Generally, dreams are so fucking. I weird. know. No, exactly. I think it's very. Are you having some more water? Yeah. No, this wasn't. Yeah, this was a very unusual dream, which is why I felt like he was there. That's really amazing. Yeah, I'm getting chills just like. Did it happen here in this room? Oh, no, I was in New York. I was in my bed in Brooklyn. Yeah, my granddaughter used to live there. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's a good time. I do not have a granddaughter. I think that we should. uh, I'm just going to start breaking the song, and I want to see where it goes. Okay. Oh, you got grandma's balls to the left. Grandma's balls to the right. You got a handful of douche over here and a big old boobily flight. And then all of a sudden there was Jeff. He <laughs> stared at me like a god ain't it. Right, that is the worst nonsense. <laughs> it's so funny. We have sung all week and <laughs>
They'll tell him, like, I'll call, hi, it's Scott there, please. Tell him that Ramon called, and I have the fudge droplets that he ordered. Ew. I've got a pound of them, and they're so enjoyable. Do I leave them on the front porch? Like, whatever. And then the thing is, they'll tell me two weeks later, hey, that fucking phone call you love is hilarious. I have no memory of it. Right, right. I used to leave crazy messages for you know how you had to like get ten people to come and see you on stage. Oh music. dear God! And I would... by the way, never that was a a a thing that happened after I started comedy. Yeah, like that I never heard of that for like. It took like I I did it a couple times and then after a while they're like no I, I just... never remember I started in eighty two yeah and so I started in... I never when did you start ninety two two thousand. 2000. Yeah. yeah. So I never heard of it probably till late 90s. Right. Maybe 1998. Because they used to do that on the Sunset Strip with bands. Mm. Like there's a place called Gazaris, I remember. There was a big thing reading an article about them people like having to, like bands having to have, fill the house. Yeah. Sell the tickets or whatever. You had to have like everyone, and everyone had to drink. You, you had to bring 10 people. And they had to buy two drinks. Right. Two drink minimum. He hasn't cut his mohawk yet. No. We got we got tax. Close though. He's getting ready. <laughs> yeah, he's he just, is, he's like, he's getting ready, he's man. He's figuring out his boot gun. Yeah. And he's making his little swivel arm gun. His little thing he makes out of the kitchen sink. Yeah. Did I tell you the story? Did I tell you this? I'm so jealous of my my wife and my Daughters, because they got to meet De Niro. I met him, and I didn't. Nothing, but but here's the thing: Why are you jealous? Because they had this great moment. Okay, because you know he's not the most like outgoing, friendly dude. If you meet him, that's the point. I'm not. I'm just saying right. it's like it's not like you would went, Dan, Dan <laughs> Fogler. Fuck if you're not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the way, did he yeah, did know, he party with Belushi his last night here? Yeah, it was, it was De Niro and Robin Williams, if I'm not mistaken, wow. who were with them on yeah, that they last kind of night. Poked their head in. Yeah, the story is they were like, "Oh, looks like you're sleeping." Is that really what he said? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I know the story behind it. Yeah, they kind of. Oh, I'm gonna come back later. I don't know who it was or De Niro or the both of them, but it, I guess it seems pretty innocent. They looked in. They were like, "Oh, he looked like he just had a hard night," but. He was really not breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. We're just feet away from where it just fucking happened. By the way, so fucking good. Thank this, you. This bullying. By the way, what time did you mention it? Like 2 o'clock today? We were talking about it all day. No, no, but you started at 2. You mentioned it because we knew we were hanging tonight. Yeah. And we're just figuring out what we're going to do. And then you mentioned this and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm so in. Spaghetti bolognese. Mm. Yeah. They make the best the best. It's pretty great, man. I'm gonna have to change my name to Sabrina. Because of this? Because of this. <laughs> so on set, Jeff will burst into of the Goldbergs. He will burst <coughs> into improvisational songs like this all the time about grandma's balls. Yeah, whatever, yeah. We have a really fun time. I actually we have I have a video of the first First time I met you. Oh really? Yeah, I've already. Do you know what I have a video of? It's, it's me and um, she, oh, she played my daughter in Safety Not Guaranteed. Someone's gonna go. Oh, but then what about you know? 
actress. Anyhow, we have a video. <coughs> we were backstage at the UCB in, in LA. Mm -hmm. And we both had our, you know, everyone had those video things. And we took videos of each other at the same time. Okay. When we met, like literally meeting. Right. Um, I don't know why her name escapes me. You mean you she made, was on... Uh, you made like tapes? Like, like you know, the video, like digital video thing. Okay. Those, those little camera things. Right, right. Had. I forgot what company that was. They went out of business. Um, Flip phones or something. Yeah, it's... Um, she was on Parks and Rec. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, which one? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, first time we met, we performed together, stand-up, and, um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, she's, she's cool. She's cute. She's like, I like, she's pretty rock and roll, isn't she? I don't know. No? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know her anymore. Oh, okay. I used to know her. She just did that movie recently. You have to understand, so man. You have relationships with people, different people. You work with them. You become close. You become. A, by the way, I'm not her enemy or anything. She, she and I just don't see each other anymore. We're supposed yeah. to have dinner like about. I'm guessing at this point two years ago, mm -hmm. and we did not. And then I talked to her recently. I saw her at a party, but <clears throat> we have no uh, no friendship whatsoever. We're acquaintances. I'm acquainted with her, but I don't know her anymore. So some people ask me, like, oh, she's cool, or someone else who's like that. It's like, I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know. Because especially when you know people when they're younger, it's like, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a weird oh, thing. People people go through metamorphosis. Yeah, no, people like change, or they're, or they're rocking cool. And then you meet people, you're like so surprised how they've changed. Right. For the, mostly for the worse, sometimes for the better. Yeah. You know, okay. but there is a saying about show business and success that it makes you more of what you are. Hmm. Never heard of. Yeah, so, and I find that to be true. Right. That's so if you're point. a nice person, you just become yeah. a nicer person. Yeah. And if you're, an really, if you're an asshole, you become a bigger asshole. Yeah. Wow. If you're full of anxiety, you have more anxiety. You know everything. Okay. Now he's. No, he's still not. He hasn't even he he hasn't done the mohawk yet. Yeah. But he's is about this, to go is out. Is this you talking to me now? Yeah. yeah. You talking to me? You talking to me? Let me turn that up. Hold on for a second. Good. You'll put the sound on. Yeah, here we go. You talking yeah. to me? Hold on. I just changed the channel. Oh, you Sorry fucking bastard. Hold on. I'm going to jump over there and I'm going to. You better. You're going to be a, a switchy kind of. You're going to be a remote control switchy kind of guy with me? Huh? You talking to me? Huh? Hold on a second here. What? It's breaking me up. It's coming up. It's coming up. You try, are you trying to... Hey. I'm trying to. Don't try it, shoot. All right. I think we messed it up. No, no, no. He's about to do it. He's about to do it? Yeah. Are you talking to me? There it is. That's how well I know. You talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. <laughs> 
I've been wanting to do this monologue in my stand up. Whoa. You know? He is a man. In your stand up? Yeah. I think. I also wanted to do the speech from Network in my stand up. Keep lowering you. I'm sorry. So, anyhow. So, what's really important as I watch this and I really care about this, and especially because I'm more fascinated with being a filmmaker than anything. Yeah. And I have no interest in doing the Sam Kennison movie if you were going to ask me. Really? Yeah, I don't want to. No, no, no problem. No, there's no interest in it. I have no interest in that. I have great interest in seeing you do anything. I have great interest in working if with I you. If I would, I love that, that we have that, that you told that story. Yeah. No, I'll do anything you want. I'll help you any way you want. Um, what, I, what I would ask you to do um, is I would go out to comedians that I know and I would say, how are you, can you want, do you want to contribute a story about how you were influenced by it? And then, yeah, but I don't know how many young comedians now, probably older comedians. I know so many. Everyone from fucking Chris Rock. Okay, but that's older. No, that's fine. No, no, that's what I'm saying to you. It's not like young. You're not talking about young people. Sarah (coughs) Silverman. You wouldn't have a Sarah Silverman anymore. No, she's not young anymore. Yeah, but she's. Come on. What do you mean, come on? She was in New York shortly after I... Well, who else? Who, who no, else? but the point being is, yeah. I'm a 55-year-old man. Yeah, but you I were... met him when I was 20. When I was 20. I'm saying yeah, that... Yeah, you got kids walking up to you going, hey, curb your enthusiasm. When's the next fucking season? No, I'm not saying that they're not... That they're not... That they don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm saying that a lot of young kids don't know who Kennison is. That's the thing that I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying. That's why you have someone like you, like her, saying... Right, but you... Well, fuck, I know her. I know her. Yeah. They're all were influenced by this guy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why it would happen. They're like a Greek chorus, you know? Because his, his, his life is like a cra- crazy hysterical tragedy, man. Wow. That's how I would do it. Okay, but here's what I wanted to say about what we were watching that week, talking to me and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's in his, his room, and he's, it's during the day, and he's talking to himself. And <coughs> what are you hearing in the background? A fucking airplane. What are you hearing? People on the street. Yeah. In other words, there was no shutting anybody up. Do you know how many times, like when I make movies, I don't care about airplanes. And do you know how many times, I don't care about continuity either. No. I don't care. I don't care at all. No, we had this discussion. By the way, you can have continuity and do your best, but it's not something to get crazy about. So here he is. He's doing this speech, and you're hearing an airplane in the background. Well, so many people in filmmaking 101 would tell you. You don't do that for sound, you right. make sure. This is Martin Scorsese, this is Taxi Driver, and I never even noticed that before. There's the airplane thing. It's like, you. I've never everything is about I'm what's the emotion. I'm listening to his dialogue every time. I've heard well, of course, but it's also a lot about what's the emotionality of the scene? What's, what's the feeling of the scene? What are you getting out of it? And if there's a great story being told, what's the story that's being told? There's so many more important things. By the way, if that's fucking real sounds in the street outside there, that's fucking Cassavetti's awesomeness. So well, like, by the way, that's another one. You love know. that. No, but the point is that it is that it's so continuity. So it doesn't matter. All that matters yeah. is the feeling that you're getting from a scene. Yeah. I did this thing, and I want to hype it a little bit. Yeah. And it's not gritty like this it's it's kind of it's interesting the way it's done this thing on Hulu do you have Hulu? yeah called Becoming Bond it's a George Lazenby story as told through George Lazenby's mouth and 
like he's, he's, he's the one narrating it. Yeah. You see him as an old man, and he's still strikingly handsome. Huh. But it's the most honest, exciting thing. I just watched it the other night, and I'm in it, yes. Um, and I'm proud of what I did, and I played Albert Broccoli, the guy who produced. Oh. I think that's who I played. I played one of the people who produced uh, the Bond movies. Okay. And, uh, oh, right, but, right. but his story... It's fascinating. Right. And the way they did it was they filmed scenes about things he was talking about. Awesome. I love this thing. I just watched it the other night. I loved it. So that's all I'm saying. If, if, if out of all your listeners, if a half dozen people watch it, I'm thrilled. Sweet. And they should also watch Handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Handsome. Handsome on Netflix. Yeah, that's the out. The first huh? Netflix mystery movie. But only watch Handsome if you really dig me. I have the right to Heavy Metal Magazine. What, what do you mean? You know Heavy Metal Magazine? You ever heard of it? Of course, I've been working with them. Oh, you are? I have the rights to it. I own the rights. To the magazine? Mm-hmm. So, you know Jeff Krauts? I know all of them, but I fucking bought it. You bought it? Mm-hmm. It's yours? Mm-hmm. So what? So, so what are you doing with it? Nothing. I said I thought maybe you want to collaborate on it. I already am. What are you talking about? I'm already working with those guys. See, if we could stop here right now. Pause. I I'm in awe of your no. Keep oh. going. <laughs> I'm in awe of you as an actor. I dig you. But in terms of what I do, nobody can hang with me. I don't. I know that you're involved with heavy metal. I just made that whole shit up. Oh, you were just fucking around. I was fucking around, but the point is, how would you fucking even believe me? How did I believe? Can I just say something? What? I'm fucking skilled. You were incredibly skilled. I'm fucking skilled. I just did that without even missing a beat. You even asked me a while ago to if I wanted to write a piece for heavy metal. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pothead in my brain. It's like no, I could have fooled you. You could have been completely sober, not on, not not on uh, sativa. So you bought the rights? No, I don't. I don't own it. I just made that up. You made the whole goddamn thing. I up. made the whole thing up. That's you, the way I sold it. You're ridiculous. Yeah. See, you, you, what? Yeah. Is that what handsome does? No, but I'm pretty. I want to do something. Yeah. That's like I always wanted to do this. I'll check this out. Now, by the way, we could do... Would you be interested in starring in a mystery movie? Of course. Anything. So I'm doing, like, Netflix mystery movies. Yeah. I'm saying this on the thing. They haven't ordered a second one yet. But the point being is... (laughs) I'd love to do one with you. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to play this character that I want to call... Like a fixer. And it's, it reminds me of like some of these an amalgamation of these guys that I grew up in a neighborhood in Brooklyn who were who were mafioso, you know, but they were like the neighborhood guys. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, is the kind of guy that'll that would come to your barbecue and like hang out with you and tell you, right. you know, like you played football with the guy, but he also happened to fucking break knees and right. like, fix extort money and you know for people. He fixes you. And so, what do you? What would you be? I would be the. I would be that guy. I would want to be the fixer. But couldn't you be the fixer who there was a murder in the neighborhood and they want him to 
not only figure out who murdered, but get the murderer before the police so you can fucking destroy him. Sure, that's great. Him. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Okay, I just came up with that. With that as like a, point, um, a center of the story. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I like that because the character is just so fun. I just see these scenes where the people who are coming to ask him for his help, you know, it's like coming, it's like coming to a gangster to ask them to you know figure it out for you. Oh, here's Harvey Keitel. Uh, Doesn't he eventually kill Harvey Keitel? Yeah, he yeah. fucking walks up to him and shoots him in the belly, man. And he has such a funny reaction. He's just so. Like, Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, so this this uh, character, I just see these story, these like scenes where, like these like you know someone who's like just very normal comes to ask him for help, and he's do a voice for him. He's no, he's like you know he's very Brooklyn. You know, he's just like yeah, yeah, hold on a second, you know, I'll be I'll be right there, you know, and uh, and uh, like. <laughs> Just up, he's just, you know, just waiting, just waiting in the hallway there, like some like. Can I do a scenario with you? Well, yeah. Someone's sitting outside, and like, and, and inside, I'm just like beating some <laughs> fucking dude with a pipe. No, but now here's what I want you to do. I want you to picture that I'm in the neighborhood, and I've come in, and I want you to fix something. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Oh, we're doing like a scene. Doing a scene right now. Ready? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so, what's your name? Well, you tell me your name. No, no, what's your name, though? Be careful. Okay, <laughs> You can call me Vincent. Okay. Hey, Vincent, I'm uh, Tony. I live here in the neighborhood. Hey, Tony, how are you? Yeah, well, some guys have been hanging out in my corner, and... Uh, no problem. They're, they're no. dead. You want, them, you want them dead? No. Oh. Here's the problem. Yeah. I, uh... They are terrible impressions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all do bad Christopher Walken. No, Would you come over and do good Christopher Walken impressions for them? Yes, yeah, that's, no, that's a no-no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you can get whacked, you know. Yeah. So that. how would uh, Christopher Walken tell me that? About how, <laughs> how he's going to take care of these guys. Hold on, Jeff. <laughs> wow, he tell me... This guy's on your corner doing bad impressions of me. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Give me their addresses now. I'll hunt them down one by one and do a fun monologue for each of them while they're tied to a chair. Can you imagine me sitting in a theater and you're watching this fucking movie and this is what happens? The picture's beating people up, doing all this shit. And a guy comes over to complain about bad Christopher Walken and Precious on his corner. And the picture played by you happens to do a great Christopher Walken. That that's fucking funny. hilarious. Yeah, you do a part that's just totally catered to all your crazy skills, you know. That's what it's all about. That's what one of my one of the first teachers I ever had was like, listen, it's going to be a long time before you... you they said to me, you're not going to work until you're 38. And they were right. I was like, okay. He's like, you're a character actor. You're going to be relevant when you're 38, you know? Okay. That's what they, that's what he said to me. Uh-huh. And then uh, they were basically right about that. Uh, By the way, it's true with me. I mean... Yeah, it's all character I started actors. filming... Well, I, I worked early on, but I, I started filming Curb at 37. Yeah, you go. That's, yeah. The, that's the prime age for character yeah. actors. Yeah. Uh, a lot of actors. Um so that, I started at 20, so it was quite the long journey for me. Yeah. So anyway, the first, one of the first, you're going to like this, one of the, his name was Eric Loeb. <clears throat> he worked with Mamet. He was the first Danny in sexual diversity in Chicago. That's how I knew the name, 
and uh, so I started working with him. What's his name? Um, what the fuck is the fuck did I say his name? <laughs> I don't know. I lost it. His name was his name was uh, Loeb. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. And um, and uh, so this was one of my first teachers out of college. You know, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking be in their class, but I found this guy, Eric Loeb. Uh-huh. And he worked, he was the first Danny in the, in Mammoth, uh-huh. in uh, Sexual Reversal in Chicago. Chicago. You ever done that? No. Seen it or done it? Seen the movie. But yeah, it's not the same thing. Um, it's, the play is so good. You should, you should think about, you should look at that. Anyway, so what? he... The play. Are I too old to be in that play? No, just to direct it, maybe. Oh, direct it, yeah. I don't have much desire to direct theater. I want to write plays. I don't have a thing. Go ahead, you were talking. Um, so he said, well, make a part that it's like recognize all your special skills that you and all your friends have. That's basically what Spelling Bee was. Uh-huh. You know, I was able to do this crazy thing with my foot. Okay, make the character do that. You know, you do all, you can juggle, great. Fucking make the guy juggle. Did you write that with your friends too? Yeah, Spelling Bee. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. knew the show, but I didn't know. He was so right about a lot of things. He said this thing about comedy that I remember to this day. He talked about first bus and second bus. He says, everybody gets on the first bus. The first bus comes, oh yeah, it's a great joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait for the second bus. Nobody's on that fucking second bus. And the second bus is where the Steve Martins of the world are. They're a unique fucking character. Crazy. So I'm on a bicycle behind the second you're bus. You're on the second bus. You're walking. You're constantly on the second bus. Don't okay. worry about it. Anybody who's able to fucking, you know, run. Yeah. No, everyone, yes, every, everyone does go on the... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The obvious festival. Yeah. But... but um, and it works. But you don't become legendary. No, it's not, you know, yeah, I know. But I was going to say to you, I had a teacher, I was doing, um, um, uh, what the hell's the name, where you repeat it back and forth? What's that? Meisner. Meisner, I was doing Meisner technique. Yeah. And I was at a very, uh, um, it was a, a, uh, a very successful, respected Meisner, you know, place. And so, I would do scenes, you know, that some of the improvised, you know, whatever. Yeah. And the class would laugh. But the joke of it was that I was trying to be real. Right. And the teacher said, stop trying to be funny. Wow. And I go, I'm not trying to be funny. Right. So that didn't last long, although I learned a lot there. But, still. but it was in your blood. Some people just... Well, even they're funny or not funny, I really believe that. You can learn how to be... How to be um, you can't learn timing. What's that? You can't learn timing. It's like learning tap dancing. Yeah, but you can learn, but you can't... You can do an approximation of comedy. Like, I watch stand-ups, and I watch people act, and they're doing an approximation of comedy. Or they're putting a spin on things that don't need a spin mm-hmm. because they're too scared to just be. Mm-hmm. Do people actually listen to this? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. I'm not an insult to you. I'm just saying. I, 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 I got a nice crowd, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I did a podcast for a little while. It was very successful. There was a period when it first came out that it was like in the overall top ten of podcasts. That's great, dude. And then I did it, but the thing was, between doing the Goldbergs and Curb and all the things I do, it just became exhausting to try and book it. Yeah. And I had good guests, and I tried and so to book the show, which was live at Largo, and then have to do commercials, yeah. you know, like for the company. But it was really, 
it was financially successful too. That's great. Yeah, it yeah. was good. No, mine's... But I, I don't have the, I don't have the time. I don't have the How time. How many seasons did you do? I did two seasons. I did like I, I remember I wanted. I think I did do this. I did. I was basically on the honeymooners. I called it the classic thirty nine. I was like, I think I did thirty nine episodes wow. of it, and it's just me. It's not even me interviewing. It's me like what we're doing right now in conversation yeah. on stage. Yeah. But I you did it on from, stage in front of an audience. Yeah, I did. Well, it that's with, the key. I did it with everyone from. I, I don't uh, do. It, I never did it live. I've, never, yeah. I've always I've always done it like this. It'd be fun if you did it live. I know. Um, we're talking about doing that. No, 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 all of mine were live. Most of them. Well, that's what it is. Like I'd say, thirty-seven of them were 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 in front of a live audience. Yeah. And it was really fun and delightful. And I had, see, I had really, for the most part, really great guests and interesting guests and yeah. levels of fame from being crazy famous to like who. Well, I mean, I had. Let's see, rockers like Ryan Adams and Jeff Tweedy, and I had Will Ferrell, and I had Michael Moore, I had Larry David, I had. Um, right. I mean, I just I have to look it up. I keep on forgetting. Who. And you always did it on stage. Like that stage. So, and I was the one who That's would cool. call, uh, you know, uh, um, the people and go, "Hey, man, come do this with me." Right. You set everything up. Yeah, me too. And then man. Steven Soderbergh. Who I recorded, but asked me never to put it out as a podcast. Yeah, it was you really said that, fun. You said that about um, uh, 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 it was uh, Gary uh, Gary Shanley. Gary Shanley. Yeah. I did I did an evening with him, and he said, "Please don't put it out." Wow. So I did. So that was live. People heard. Yeah, yeah people were there. Wow. But the thing was, he didn't. He and Steven Soderbergh didn't say don't do it because they were didn't like it. They just didn't want it out there. Oh. And this is like now, you know, what are podcasts? Like, there's so many so of them. Many, man. But back then, it was like a thing of like, what are podcasts in terms of like, nobody wanted to do a podcast. It's like, hard. Really, it's hard. At the IM. But, but I'm talking about as a guest. Yeah. I love being on a podcast more than anything because it's driven by real moments. Yeah. I've done podcasts for people that aren't well known. I did one for this comedian recently. It was all about depression. Huh. And I just sat with her and talked about depression. Yeah. And I was very vulnerable and very honest about my history with depression. Wow. And so it was delightful. Never going to do that on network TV. I'm never going to do that on cable TV. Yeah. Even on commercial radio, you're not going to do that, you know? Yeah. So. You know what I want to do? Fall in love again? I mean, over and over and over. Yeah. Until no. it hurts. Well, no, what do you want to do? Um, I want to. I definitely want to animate. Uh, some of the previous episodes of your thing, yeah, and I, and yeah. I, I would love to have a show like kind of like what J- Ricky Gervais did, uh-huh. where you 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 animate each episode. But, but the truth is, though, in all sincerity, that's a lot of work. Uh, it's a ton of work. No, but I'm saying, is that worth it? It is worth let, it. If I, have, you, if I have a bunch of like fuck you money, you know, if I'm just like, I throwing, guess, but that takes up time too. It would be so fun if we could just do this and then hand it off to somebody and say, make it great. Oh, that's, but that's not, if you want to hand it to somebody, just go make it great and shrug your shoulders. That's one thing. Well, but what if they but, do make it great? No, no, but if you want to produce it and be involved with it, that is the way of being producing it. This is by handing it to someone. Yeah, so you trust. Guess, yeah. 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 Well. yeah. Because what you're doing is all you're, you're wanna, done. Once you, your job is done. All I want to do is do stand up and make movies. Like, if someone's handed me all the money in the world, 
I would still do stand-up and I would still make movies. Yeah. Just because I love the art of movies and I love the art of stand-up. I don't love the art of television at all. I'm yeah. discouraged on the current state of television, which sounds crazy because there's so many good shows. Most of the hours I watch, but I also know what they're developing and it's just not... I gotta show, Everyone's I would, scared now. I know? would love to show you my old stand-up and get your feedback on it. Your old stand-up? Yeah, when I did stand-up, I, I have some on my... I haven't done it in fucking years. But, uh-huh. but I I would just love it. I'm really it. harsh. You don't love No, I would love it. No. I, yes. But you're so talented. See, I would have... If I was in a room watching... You're all your old stand-up. No, I know, in my face. No, but... but, but <laughs> But the truth is that I could easily recognize that you're special. But being a stand-up comedian, to become a great stand-up comedian... You really got to fucking want it. You got to want it, yeah. you gotta, but you got to go up and do stage time. I do that as a, and you know what it takes? As a means to an end. Yeah. Right. A lot of people do. Yeah. And a lot of talented people do. And by the way, you're more than talented to become an excellent stand-up. But it takes... Before you're decent, it takes about 10 years. Yeah. That's in my eyes. Yeah. Because you really, really have to fucking... Jay you know, Leno said something. Not that I'm a big Jay Leno fan. But no, no. Jay Leno says the same thing. Five, Actually, all of... 5,000 times or something. He's, well, I don't know. But, but, but if you look at what people call his book about the Beatles and stuff, what's a guy who writes all the books about... Um, uh, see, your listeners, I know, know what I'm talking about. They okay, don't know what they're talking about. No, no, no. It's about the amount of well, hours. Fuck them. Don't make excuses for them. They're my listeners. Malcolm Gladwell oh, yeah. wrote a book about how, you know how much work goes into that you have to do before you're, you know, whatever, something. Yeah. And uh, the Beatles did it, you know, because they, they got to do it in Hamburg, not initially even under a watchful eye. Right. You know, and you have enough time. To, so it takes hours and hours and hours of stage time, of which now, having done it for 30... I, I did an interview with my podcast with John Mulaney, and we realized when I was on stage is that I've been doing stand-up longer than he's alive. Whoa. And Whoa. the thing to also take is he's a better stand-up than me. Huh. And that alone is weird when you think about it. Huh. That someone who wasn't even born when you started Whoa. is better than you. But you have to be humble enough to know That's this like dude's... That's and uh, yeah. Moriarty? Is he, that I that forgot the dude's name. Amadeus? No. No, I'm, uh, that's his first name. No. No, Wolfgang is... No. It's Wolfgang <laughs> Beethoven... Uh, is Mozart. Yeah. And then who's the... Who was... Uh, who was... Uh, the guy who was jealous of him, what have you, you know. No, what, what the fuck's the actor's name? Oh, he, uh, Barry Abraham. Barry Abraham. Yeah, now we... Who, yeah. by the way, is yeah. going to be on Curb this year. Is he? Yeah, we worked with him. He was pretty fucking great. Wow. Really great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow... Um, I don't even know what I'm saying anyhow, too. What were we talking about? There was something I was talking about. Oh, how long it takes you. It just takes hours. And I have... I'm always learning and always growing, but yeah. I'm in the space where I got the... I, I don't want to say I got this shit down, but it's the... I, more than as an actor, or as a writer, or anything, I, if I had the same amount of hours and work, yeah. the best thing... I'm probably best as a filmmaker, yeah. but... Comedy is where I have my the hours I put in the hours, and I go on stage with no material. Well, you know what I would do. But I'm starting to write material because I want to do an off Broadway show. Do you? Yeah, 
I'm actually working towards it. Like a one man show? Yeah, off Broadway. Just for a short run off Broadway. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm working. I'm playing in London in December. No way! So if you have any listeners who are listening, I'm at the Soho Theater in London in December. I, I, five I, seconds ago, you said you didn't want to go near theaters or, or direct theater. You wanted to do. No, I don't want to, I mean, I, I mean, no, I want. And actually, the show, whatever show I do, I'm going to hire somebody to direct it eventually. Oh, but initially, I'll develop it initially. That's great. Yeah, That's and exciting. I'll take, and I probably won't. It won't go up on stage in New York until the earliest summer two thousand. Well, no, it can't be summer two thousand eighteen because I'm filming a movie for Netflix, and I'm filming. Well, I can't say, but I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta pee. Okay, so why don't you talk to people while I'm gone? Hi. Oh fuck. I like a big bowl of poop in the daytime. There was a lady who smiled at my longevity. Okay, hold on. So, so I used to do this bit. I know that you would. I know that you would love this bit. What are you doing? I'm going into your uh, snack area. All right, be careful in there, mister. It's haunted? It's a little haunted. Oh, I know what I'm at. I think Jim Morrison, what are you having? Uh-oh, De Niro's chopping off his shirt sleeves. How's he doing? He's doing it now. What is that? Baby Ruth. Go for it, Pat. Looks like duty. <clears throat> you know, that's a scene in uh, Caddyshack, though. Yeah. You know. Take some bites. Someone says, duty and round out the pool. Now, what was so funny to me in that scene in Caddyshack when a baby Ruth is floating in the pool yeah. and then someone yells, duty, and then it's emptied out and then he eats it. As a kid, I always thought baby Ruth looked like duty. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at it. That's it duty. It does. It looks like a piece of shit. It doesn't taste like shit, although I and never then, tasted shit. And then Bill Murray just chows down on it. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, what a great moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, how does it taste? Chocolatey good. Yeah. Uh, I, this uh, is what sativa does to me. Who? Sativa does this to me. Oh. I gotta eat something like a baby Ruth. I hear you. Um, so, uh, I, um, I had this bit in my stand-up. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was three minutes, at least, of Captain Kirk... <laughs> I already love it. Stuck on the toilet uh-huh. with explosive diarrhea. So do it. So it was. It went like this. Uh huh. Oh my God! No. Ass is on fire. That's awesome. Man, I, I did that for. I, I would. It was I just hate forever. A E I O U. I did this whole fucking thing. Until people stop laughing, until they start laughing again. Well, that's one of my favorite things about comedy. It and was what? too long, but it was. I, I was like, I, fucking, I, I was like, I like doing it. So I love Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but, you know. And there's this thing about comedy where it's funny, and then they hate you. Yeah, it's not funny, and then it becomes so funny that you don't know what to do because you can't believe how funny it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've been part of that. Yeah, that's amazing. On both ends of it. I've yeah. watched people do it, and I, oh, here's got the Mohawk. Oh, shit. 
What do you think the Goldbergs would think if I went and got a mohawk before I went into work on Monday? I think it would shake shit up. I think they would just be running around to grab you some kind of wig. You know, I'm curb. I think they would just be like inspired to do a, a taxi driver. Taxi driver. <laughs> I would probably get a They'd have to order me a wig. And it would become a big deal. But anyhow, curb, my character gets his head shaved. No way. Yeah, it was like a few seasons back. And. Oh. But when they shaved my head, I had them for like five minutes. I had a mohawk. Did you? Mm-hmm. How did it look? Cool. I loved it. Not a lot of people could pull off a mohawk. I, I would actually do a mohawk again. Is this a wig though? Yeah, that's a that's like a weird wig that he was wearing. Yeah, it looks like a wig. Yeah, he had to. He had a real one, and then when they went back for reshoots, he had a. Because I was with the Tribeca, and I saw. Like there's real. I saw. Uh, they showed it. It was like the. I don't know, 40th anniversary or something, 30th? Uh-huh. And, uh, and they had everybody on stage. He was on stage, obviously. Scorsese, Sybil Shepard, who was charming. <laughs> and I was expecting her to be a nut job, just for what I heard. But they all talked about uh, little fun facts about the movie. Uh, I love that Albert Brooks is in the movie, man. That's fucking cool. But he kind of disappears, you know? Hmm. In the role. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Albert Brooks disappears from the movie. Yeah, yeah, but they don't need him anymore. Yeah. But it would be, yeah. How, how do you interpret the end of this movie? You know how do I interpret it? Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for your listeners. No, come on. I assume everybody's seen All it. All right. If you've not seen it, don't listen anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just spoilers. It's a warning. This is a movie person's thing so don't worry they, they probably saw it well clearly it was a guy going to assassinate a, politi- a politician and then through his anger and rage and wanting to use a gun and wanting to do something yeah he kills his pimp saves the girl yeah becomes a hero yeah he, he becomes a hero yeah she, she Sybil Shepherd's in his taxi at the end yeah it? and it's just like hey yeah. Even though he has that massacre scene that's coming up right now. Yeah. Well, he clearly is loaded with them and Ver- You know, he's... he's you, think he, you think he wanted to kill that senator? Uh, oh, he, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, he's about to kill Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was going to kill that senator in that moment. You think so? Oh, he's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's my interpretation is that he's nuts. He's nuts. And he was definitely going to kill the senator. How many times have you seen this movie, you think? Probably ten times. That's it? Yeah, I, 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 I haven't. I have it on, you know, Blu-ray and maybe more. Maybe 15, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've seen other... I've seen Goodfellas more. Have you? Yeah. I've seen Goodfellas probably about 30 times. Wow. I'm guessing. I love that movie. Yeah, I do too. That's the kind of... Here we go. Oh, bye, Harvey. The thing I love about it is just so matter-of-fact. Yeah. It feels real. That's how... By the way, that's how a murder looks. No doubt about it. He throws a cigarette at him, the next thing he knows, he's dead. Yeah. But now he's going to rescue uh, 
Jody Foster. How does he come up with that look? He's like an Apache Indian, you know? Yeah, no, it's, well, he's, you know, he's got a mohawk. He's fucking out of his mind. See, that's the point. He goes out of his mind, and then through, you know, as he's, he has the rage, like, he could easily be shooting this guy. You Ooh. know? Goodbye, and. Yeah, and she, like, here's the thing. How amazing is, what's her fuck? Jody, Jody Foster? Foster is. Yeah, she's fantastic, but it also <laughs> fucked up her life. With the guy who tried killing, uh, oh. you know, President uh, uh, Reagan, Reagan, right. you know, to do so, a movie about that guy. Yeah, and he was out it, because of this movie. He he got caught up in this he movie. I don't know the details. It. I forgot. Wow. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Could you ever play a part like that, Taxi? Yeah, I was killing him. Boom. Uh-oh. Could I ever play a part like that? Yes. Yes, I could. Like, like, well, by the way, I mean, are you saying a part like that? Could I do something dramatic and real and grounded like this and, and, and have it be all drama, all ugly? Yes. Would you want to do that? I, now, see, that's the thing. I'm really proud to be a comedian. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the highest honor that I've given, been given the gifts to be a comedian and to help people ease their pain and do all the things of a comedian. Yeah. So I don't feel it's more noble if I do do that. I'd be interested. If it was a great director, a great script, and they go, do you want to play this? Oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. But in general, you know, a lot of comedians over the years wanted to show their drama chops. You know... That used to be a big thing when I was a young comedian about comedians showing how good they are at drama. Yeah. Where I think anyone can do fucking drama to varying degrees. What a comedian has, a real comedian, in terms of watching them in a drama, is they have a level of soul that's really beautiful. I'll tell you a movie that's fucking beautiful. It's with Michael Keaton. It's called Clean and Sober. Yeah, I've seen that. And he's great in it, and it's moving. Yeah. And there's not any flippant moments, you know. And yeah. Because he's kind of a flippant comedian, younger. Like you know, you see him in the Ron Howard movie with Henry Winkler, and he's playing like this guy, and he's really funny. I love that movie. I forgot. I love that Keaton's back, man. I mean, Keaton's been back. Yeah, he's fucking doing great. He's somebody I wanted to have on the. I talked about it with him. I could never just nail a time. Oh. But as I'm saying, I don't have time. You know, I'd love to have, like, you know, coffee or lunch with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Because the times I've spent with him have been really enjoyable. I met him when we did uh, Toy Story 3 together. Oh. He played uh, Ken. Oh, right. Ken and Barbie. Yeah. And I, I was um, Buttercup the Unicorn. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you also saw, let's talk about Atomic Blonde. You saw that, right? I love Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah. we mentioned yeah. And it blows my mind that the movie wasn't a hit. She was so beautiful in it. So beautiful. She, her acting was so grounded so, and so real. Badass. And but 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 also the, all the actors were great. All the acting was great. Yeah. I mean, it was well directed. So well directed. But I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, best fight scenes I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Tell, wow. tell me a movie that had better fight scenes than that movie that she was in, especially the one in that apartment with the the guy. It was just old. I, old boy was pretty amazing. Old Boy had some great stuff. I don't love Old Boy. The Matrix? Yeah, The Matrix, same sort of... That's more choreographed shit. 
This is so choreographed real. that it feels real. Real and the emotion. It's, and the emotion. And yeah, it you're feels worried, like you're worried about her. No, it's yeah. it's real. That's what I'm saying. It's real. So I'm sure there was a lot of choreography put to it. Oh, of course. But yeah. the choreography made it look effortless. Yeah, effortless. So I'm saying I think, yeah, at the point that whatchamacallit came out, it was pretty amazing, um, uh, The Matrix. And then what was the other one you met? Oh, Old Boy. So funny, I saw Old Boy. I wasn't moved by Old Boy. No, huh? People love Old Boy. And by the way, thought it was good. The Don't original, get me wrong. Original. The original one, yeah. Not in much the Spike Lee one. Give me a fucking break. Furiosa, they're gonna, they're gonna do a movie with just her, Furiosa. Oh, really? The Mad Max thing. Oh, really? Spin off, yeah. Wow. She, by the way, I love that movie. So good. I love the original Mad Max, yeah. and I loved well, this. Was, this was so. I loved all his original. Then he broke my heart, Gibson. Yeah, he broke a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. Road Warrior is so good. But so happy that Mad Max, the franchise, is back. Oh my I god, love that so much. That was and so. Mad Max was such. And also, spectacle. What, what was amazing about that movie was, it was a female. Like yeah, hero. He, was, he was the sidekick. She was the hero. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. She's so amazing. By the way, she's an acquaintance of mine. We're not friends. Okay. I always I hate throwing that word around. She's an acquaintance. I know her. I used to I hung out with her a little bit years ago when she was first starting out. And I'd seen her a couple times recently. We were just on Ellen together. Double's advocate. Yeah, but I don't know that much about her, but what I do know about her, yeah. she's a She's rocking cool. She adopted some kids. She's yeah. really a really cool lady. Very much so. Yeah. I dig her. I love to work with her. I, I, I like I like But that her. movie that movie made me so happy. Atomic Blonde? Yeah, I bet you by the way, since Atomic Blonde, the next best movie I saw was it. It. Yes. Yeah. I gotta tell you, there aren't that many movies, but when they when they when one when you go to a movie and for the two hours or 90 yeah. minutes or two and a half hours, whatever the hell it is, you're, you're enthralled and you're caught up in it. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. How great it is to varying degrees, good to great. Yeah. That's to be discussed and thought about afterwards. But to be in a movie and caught up in a movie. Yeah. By the way, Valerian. That's how I felt like in Valerian. That people shat on that movie. By the way, I heard that movie's pretty gosh darn good. Let me tell you, I love The Fifth Element. I didn't well, give Fifth a Fifth Element, sh- Chris Tucker really threw me. He was a little out, out, out there, but I love Bruce Willis. He could do no wrong. Bruce Willis is fantastic to watch. Okay, so add Luke Lasson and the look of it and how big it was in Blue Mountain. I like The Professional. That's the Luke Lasson. So movie good. I like, yeah. So good. I love anything he does. Right. And for people to look at Valerian and just say, man, I like it. That sucked. You are a mongoloid. You're an idiot. You I'll tell you a movie I You don't enjoy. understand art. Because I'm just saying, if you're out there, you can just, just fucking shit on the movie and, and, and but not see do, but that there are sequences, just just the certain action sequences, just the action sequence. You saw it? No. Where they go to this, they, they, no, they go to a mall that's in another dimension. And they had this whole okay, Have you been to the other dimension mall? I have. It's amazing. I'm going to tell you something. It's fun. Yeah. The food court, like nothing you've ever seen in this dimension. I know. And, and, and that was, was so not fun. The gas. The gas. The gas was a. Was it William Shatner in the, in the stall next to you? 
William Shatner just was in this all next to you. Oh my god. <laughs> I've got interdimensional diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> interdimensional diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. No, I'm saying if people, oh, for sh- how could people shit on a Valerian? Just with that, 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 uh, into the parallel dimension scene, action uh, sequence. Fuck them. The Rihanna sequence. I didn't see it. You just no, go, I, go, just go see it. But I'm gonna see it. I watch it on my Apple TV. Fine then. But you should probably watch it on a big screen or something. Yeah. When when's that opportunity gonna happen? Oh. At the movies who failed festival. You have to make it happen. So you're trying it's again. It's still out there. It's not out there anymore. Valerian. Oh, in the, London, it's still out there. Oh, is it? Yeah, London's behind. Yeah. I Maybe it'll be out there when I'm there in December. <laughs> Probably it will be opening. The Big Sick, you see that movie? The Big Sick. Holly Hunter's in it. Ray Romano. Oh, I know about that movie. I did not see it. Oh, Big Sick. Big they sick. played the parents. Yeah. Yeah, I just ran it. Actually, who do you think I sat next to at the end premiere? Ray Romano. No. Holly Hunter? No. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee? No. Elizabeth Mazzardonia? No. Um, what are you listening to? You just said The Big Sick. Who starred in The Big Sick? Oh, what's his name? Yeah, Camille. Camille, Camille. And his he's wife. excellent. His wife, by the way. He's I, a I, that was my guy. first introduction to him. I guess he's got yeah. the TV show. Right? Yeah. But the point is they were sent next to me at it because they uh, uh-huh. they were sat there. I don't know. Okay. So you went to the premiere. Oh, she's in this car. Yeah, it's the end of the movie. Yeah. So maybe we should wrap this up. Sybil Shepherd's. Do you know what, what she's doing in the back of the car? Is she touching she's, him? No, she's deciding whether or not she's going to fuck him. I think she's going to fuck him now. Yeah, but she was deciding. He's a hero. He is a hero. He's like, so yeah. she's turned on by the whole thing. I'm just going to go get a hot dog. She likes power. I'm just going to get a hot dog. I'm just going to maybe, I don't know, shoot a mirror. I don't know. What do you think? About what? No, I'm just being his, his what he's... Yeah, it's so beautifully shot. She's yeah. just in the back of the rear. Yeah, the air with the wind and him. Yeah. Because, by the way, I don't think they shot them together, I, I bet. Wow, you don't think so? No, because you can't get that angle with her in the back. You can't get him in the... You notice when they shoot each of them, huh. the other one's not in the shot. You like that Scorsese? Like, look, there's not in the shot. What about that Scorsese scene where... He's in the back? Yeah. yeah. You, see, you see that lady up there? She's getting... Right now, by a big black guy, or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. But look here. Oh. She wants it. She does. I'm it's sorry. essentially the Rolling Stones She's under like, my I'm, thumb. I'm second guessing the fact that you took me to that weird porno theater. The fact that you killed a bunch of people for me kind of turns me off. Hey, where are you going? Ah! Boy, if that was. Yeah. Do you realize that that was the vocals? Uh, with you doing that, oh my god, that this movie would have been a failure. A failure? I think it would be hysterical. No, it would have. Yes, but it would have freaked people out. Like we said to this whole movie <laughs> for this voice at the end, going, "You killed people for me. I found you dead. Where are you going?" I I think I would love to. Wouldn't you love to go and do the ADR, like do like a kung fu movie for all these? Well, movies? by the way, one of the great ones is What's Up Tiger Little. Right. Woody Allen's first movie. Why don't we do that was, for, or for second a movie. Deer Hunter or something? Like, why don't we do that for, you know? Uh, 
Yeah. Hey. Kid, by the way, see, now that's interesting because what's that, that show that's on Comedy Central? They've been doing that for years. They would, the bad, they would comment on the bad sci-fi. Oh, Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater. But you read and then, but, but, Hold on, though. The idea of taking classic genius yes. movies and totally redoubling them. all over them. Yeah. And just making it ridiculous. By the way, a Deer Hunter would be a funny it's one so because funny. it's so serious. It's so funny. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. Oh, fuck, that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Look, even the way the credits roll on New York like that. It's less. Oh. Yeah. Kubrick. By the way, you know, we could actually do it via a podcast where we tell people to watch it and play the podcast at the same time. We tell them when to do it up. That's a great idea. It's much easier. It's kind of like, that's like... Because you the, never have to get permission. That's like the wall with the... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. But no, I'm saying we tell oh them... Oh, my God, time. it's great. Okay. Let's do that. All right. When you come back to town, we'll figure out what movie and we'll do it. Oh my God. You hear it here, folks. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So that way they're responsible for putting it on. Yeah. We tell them when to start it with our the, the, the podcast. After the third lion roar. Yeah. Third lion roar, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm just saying right now, I'm planting a flag in it. Jeff Garland's cool. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, my friend. This is the second time you've been on. I know. I'll go on the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time. That's what makes as you amazing. As long as your listeners don't complain. If they complain, no, they love I you. don't want me to be on. They love that episode. I do? Yeah, of course. Okay. Who doesn't love you? But you just me. I assume that no one loves me. I assume that I'm an irritant and I should I bother people because... Well, then you have, but you have, you're next to Larry David. That's how people see you. And next to Larry David, you're the sweetest, like, lovable teddy bear. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not a nice guy. You are I'm a wonderful not guy. That people can't, shouldn't dig me. But I'm just saying that, holy shit, I don't ever assume that anyone thinks I'm the bee's knees, man. Bee's knees. I sound like in the 1920s or 40s or whatever. Whether you like it or not, you're fucking a television icon, man. And that just, you have been in people's living rooms and they see you and you are there, like, they think of you as like a robot. You know what I've had weird things recently is people see me and they go, man, you're my childhood. I'm like, how the fuck am I your childhood? I guess they watch Daddy Daycare. Well, you've been you know? on television for And, and now I guess the other kids who see the movies or whatever. But I, look, I'm 55, man. All I want to do now, like, if I have my druthers is make movies, interesting movies, uh, varying degrees of, of um, budgets, from budgets from half a million to uh, 500 million, not 500 million, but like 100 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to do big budget movies. Not because not necessarily superhero, but I'm like, like you know. What would you want to do? Like, a, your, a dream project, like suddenly you got the budget. I want to fucking make this. Do what I really want to do? What? I want to make movies like Frank Capra made. Like oh. um, things like It's a Wonderful Life wow. or what Mr. Really? Deeds Goes to Town, wow. uh, Meet John Doe, uh, or even like wow. Preston Sturgis, you know, uh, um, oh, wow. uh, Sullivan's Travels. Point being is I want big name stars, big budgets, and I want to be able to tell a story that really moves people, yeah. but it's also entertaining. I have a, I'm, I'll pitch you a story right now. You ready? On your show. Let's go. This is... Not on Earth. 
Night on Earth is up next. Yeah, and then Santa Fe Trail, which I've never seen. Wow. Three Godfathers I've seen. That's a Western. Wow. By John Wayne. Um, All Nighter Man? I did. On, I, did I, I was on TCM with. Um, I forgot the dude's name. He passed away last year. Okay, so here's the thing. You yeah, have this... Host. Okay, what? You have this actor... Sunset Boulevard, one of my favorite movies. You have this actor who was, like, a man of a thousand faces. uh uh-huh. Beloved actor. Uh-huh. Like, a, like a Barry Moore, like someone who's very special. Uh-huh. And he's going senile. And his house, which is just this museum to his amazingness, um, and he's just... You know, Citizen Caning up in this house, just like dying on this bed. And people are, all his relatives and everybody are trying to get him to sign papers and get him to deal with lawyers. And every time, each time he opens his eyes, he's in a different scene from one of his movies. And if you don't relate to him, as if you're John Mayweather the Fifth, you know, or the fucking Jackie Robinson the Foyer, you know, all these different characters that he's seeing you as. Like he open, he opens his eyes, and then suddenly from his POV, you know, you're standing there and you're in God, God with the wind, but uh-huh. he's like, Dad, please, you know, could you fucking right just drink the orange juice? You know, right. <laughs> all these scenes, and then you realize it's it's the people. It's his very rigid son who just wants him to deal with all this shit who has totally shunned his insanity. You know, it's, like, uh, it's about him learning to be a kid again because he never got to be a kid. So now he gets to be a kid with his dad. All he has to do is just go along with this craziness. And then once he does, he's just like, yeah, fuck it, you know? Fuck all the papers and everything. Let's just run through the house like maniacs. You know? It's like, you like that? I, no. I think it would be a really horrible movie. You know what? Go fuck yourself. I do. Get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I I do. I just described to you a movie that is so... It's a a wonderful life. No. That you You have no idea. a movie that has a gimmick. A gimmick. The looking back and seeing the thing. And his son wants something from him. That's not enough of a story. Of course not! Well, that's the point I'm I making. Didn't the whole thing out. But even, but even you're even, shooting it down. But you know, wait a second. I don't like to be Baron Von Negative. The point I'm making though is, you didn't give me enough of a movie there. I know. It's not ready to be pitched. And you're well, pitching it on your show. It happened in the moment. Oh no! You just made it up just now. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Thank you. But don't develop it more if you decide to do it. Well, I'm kind of like, you know, once it's out there in the, in the collective, it's just like, hey, yeah, we're working on this. I'm working on this. Like, All right, so work on it. Yeah. Present it to me. Tell you what, a year from now, re-pitch me. A year? Yeah. Fuck you. And if it's great, I'll try and produce it. No. I would. No, I'm not. I'd do that. No. If I'm passionate. Maybe I'll write it. I'm not going to. And I'll win an Academy Award, motherfucker. By the way, I know that feeling. You do know that feeling. Yeah, I know the feeling, though, of like, going, I'm going to do this or I want to do this. You know, I'm sorry if I... I, I don't mean to be negative. <laughs> That's hysterical. But it, it really... It, this has it, been, it, this, it needs work. This has been an excellent interview, in my opinion. Okay, good. Because... In my opinion, I enjoyed myself. Good. That's I had spaghetti bolognese and a baby roots, man. Yeah, man. Come on, who's not living? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go home now because i got to go to sleep. I'm really tired. Good. Good. So fucking tired. Yeah, me too. You're I like right. this hotel. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know? How's the air, does the air conditioning work? 
Yeah, is it really warm in here? No, because uh, I know you get hot. Yeah, it's fine. Does it good? Does it yeah. work good? Yeah. Does that be my only question coming in these rooms? No. How does the air conditioning work? Powerful. Powerful. It's like 1950s air conditioning where we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to freeze the fuck out of you. Oh, that can be nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of my favorites. Who? Ingrid Bergman. Well, on that she's note. so beautiful. I think she's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I look at her eyes and she's in the scene. Oh, look at her. I just, I just... And then look at him. He's about as handsome as they come to. Cary Grant doing movies with her. But, yeah, Ingrid Bergman really did it for me. Yeah? Yeah. In which movie? movie? Any movie. Any movie she did. Just, she's... I, I want to... So you like her? So you like Isabella Rossellini, right? Or that's her daughter, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm not that. Into, I mean, I like Isabella Rossellini, but I've never been like, oh, I, I I really like this. That's her daughter, who's excellent. But this woman was. She kind of looks like her. This is, yeah, it's I know. like her. It's her mom. Yeah. But this woman, Ingrid Bergman, was magical. Very magical. I mean, just it's a quality, you know. God dang it! I. Part of me wants to watch. There's no movie. Nobody alone. You don't need no, it's not a matter of sexually. <laughs> it's a matter of just. I I love her. I love. Her. I love her so much. Who do I feel like that about? But 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 as a woman, like you know, just looking at a woman, or the way she looks, I, I would love to be married to her. But as a, I don't know her because she's an actress. I felt the same way about Alyssa Milano. Did you really? Was the boss. I know Alyssa Milano. Really. I remember one night. I was alone in Alyssa Milano's apartment. Stop it. No, I was, the two of us. Okay. We became friendly, you know? Uh -huh. And I just remember thinking to myself, Yeah. and I'm a little bit older in terms of the generation of getting off on Alyssa Milano. She's still beautiful. She was a beautiful woman I'm hanging out with. Her. And we just hung out and had a nice time. I remember thinking like, yeah, life's kind of weird. I'm just sitting in Alyssa Milano's apartment yeah. talking about life. She was delightful. I, I, mean, I saw her about a year ago. She's delightful. It's so everyone knows that I had a crush on her when I was her age. Right. No, I know. At her, at the same time. No, no, but I'm saying I was I friendly was with her. I was friendly with her. It wasn't anything, you know. I, you know, got to remember being married and hanging out in Alyssa Milano's apartment. Unless I'm like a... I'm not that much older than you and Melissa, Alyssa Milano. No, no. What are you, 38? No, 40? I'm up 40 yet. 40. I'm 41. So 41. So Jesus. I'm 55. That's not like another, you know. So, uh, but I was friendly with Alyssa. I really, I think the world of her. And I also thought of an idea for a show for her. I didn't do, but, you know. Yeah. Melissa Milano's cool. I like that, that fix-it murder mystery story. Oh, if you were a fix-it guy and you wanted to find the murder, like to use... That was like they guy. hired him, yeah. Yeah. Now, that, I think that could be a cool... Yeah. Like a regular... Because I want to keep making these movies, like make one once every day. Because how freaky does it get? This, so you get this, like, this guy who's kind of like a knock-around guy well, that, I mean, that gets right. in too deep, you know? He gets in too deep because the guy the guy he's going after is like a fucking killer killer. Okay, so you've, you've already invented this. No, I'm, I'm making it up right now. I know, as I'm saying. Oh. But I don't know, you know, you have to sit and write it. Yeah. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I think it would be, it has to be a mystery trying to figure it out. It can be scary. But yeah. It's a mystery. But I just love the idea of you 
as a fixer. Yeah, man. Delightful. Yeah. yeah. Everything about you is delightful. You're a big bowl of delightful. And I end the show because I'm going and leaving. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. This has been the Dan Fogler 4D experience, and this was absolutely a bowl of delightful.